0: In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, I'd like to welcome you all to our Perseverance Family Conversation, and as always, it's great to be with all of you. And as always, we like to start off our conversation by inviting Mary to be with us. Mary has many wonderful titles. Mary is the mother of the church. Mary is the mother of God and Mary is the mother of each and every one of us. Every time we pray the Hail Holy Queen, we invoke Mary as our life, our sweetness, and our hope. So, let's turn to Mary and say the prayer that she loves most. And that prayer prayer is the Hail
1: Mary. So together, let's pray. Hail Mary. Full of grace,
0: the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou, among women. And blessed the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for our sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Now let's turn to our spiritual director <clears throat> what a privilege it is to have as our spiritual director the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit has uh, many titles. Holy Spirit is known as the Paraclete. Holy Spirit is also known as the sweet guest of the soul. Holy Spirit is also known as our counselor. Our counselor as well as our consoler. Holy Spirit is also known as the sanctifier. We want to grow in
1: holiness. It's the Holy Spirit that can truly help us to grow in true holiness of life. And of
0: capital importance would be the Holy Spirit is
1: our interior master. What do we mean by our interior master? Basically this. He's the one that teaches us how to pray. We read in Romans chapter 8,
0: we really don't know how to pray as we ought. But the Holy Spirit intercedes with ineffable groans, so we can say
1: "Abba, Abba," which means "Daddy" or "Father." So let's uh, lift our minds, our hearts to the Holy Spirit. Beg the Holy Spirit to
0: Help us to love God with all of our heart, mind, soul, and strength.
1: As we pray. Come Holy Spirit. Fill the hearts of your faithful. And enkindle within us the fire of your divine love. Send forth your Spirit. And they shall be created. And thou shalt renew the face of the earth. Let us pray. O God,
0: who did instruct the hearts of your faithful by the light of the Holy Spirit, grant us that by the same Spirit we may be truly wise and ever rejoice in his consolation
1: through the same Christ our Lord. Amen. Well Lady of Guadalupe, pray for us. St. Joseph, pray for us. St. Michael the Archangel, pray for us. St. Gabriel, pray for us. St. Raphael, pray for us. St. Irenaeus, pray for us. St. Ignatius of Loyola, pray for us. St. Francis Xavier, pray for us. St. Maria Faustina Kowalska, Pray for us. All God's angels and saints.
0: Pray for us. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. How true it is, my friends, the family that prays together stays together. And a world at prayer is a world at peace. To give you encouragement, all of you in the Perseverance family, I, I will be praying for all of you and your intentions today. And I'll place you on the altar. I'll place you on the altar in the greatest of all prayers, which is the holy sacrifice of the Mass. No greater prayer than the holy sacrifice of the Mass.
1: And these will be our intentions. I'd like to pray first that we would be open to the Holy Spirit. That we would be open to the Holy Spirit. And that this will be our prayer.
0: Come Holy Spirit, come. Come, Holy Spirit, come through the heart of
1: Mary. Come,
0: Holy Spirit, come. Come, Holy Spirit, come
1: through the heart of Mary. My second intention will be I'd like to pray for all of our families. That our families will be converted to the love of God. That our families will grow
0: in grace before God and men. And also for the eternal salvation of our family members,
1: as Jesus reminds us, he says, "What
0: would it profit the man if he gained the whole world and lose his soul? What would it
1: profit the man if he gained the whole world and lose his soul?" So I'd like to pray that our families will be saved.
0: And as always, I'd like to pray,
1: placing this on the altar, for the dying, for the dying,
0: especially those who are dying today that are not well disposed. That they would turn and have recourse to God's infinite mercy. Give thanks to the Lord for His good, for His mercy endures forever. So those are my intentions I like to place on the altar in the holy sacrifice of the Mass.
1: The Opus Dei, the great work of God. My friends, like also, you
0: asked you to pray for our young people. Last night we had a big group of young people,
1: a group in which we are meeting on Tuesdays to
0: listen to a talk about God, to read through my book from humdrum to holy, and then break up into sharing groups. The month of July, pray for them and may try to give them an adapted form of the spiritual exercises to the young people, the teenagers from 13 to 17. So. Up to this point, it's, uh, it's been a very, very good encounter with young people. But I'm hoping to build upon this. Hoping to build upon this. So I really appreciate your prayers. I'm dealing with teenagers. It's sometimes a difficult group to deal with because they're going through a lot of turmoil. And the society does not help out. So, the 11th of July, we're going to buy and give them a new Bible. We'll give them the scapular. And then we'll invite them to spend some time reading through a biblical passage every day for that month of July. I'm not going to be asking them to spend a whole hour, but at least a few minutes reading and meditating upon the Word of God. So I'm really hoping and praying that this will be a, a successful program. I ask for your prayers. The Gospel for today The Gospel for today, we're we're heading toward the end of what is called the Sermon on the Mount. This is among among the most important bodies of teaching that we have of Jesus Christ in in all the Gospels. And it can be found in Matthew chapter 5, 6, and 7. Today Jesus the new Moses, the greatest of preachers, he says to his disciples, and we are his disciples, beware of false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, but underneath are ravenous wolves. By their fruits, You'll know them. Do people pick grapes from thorn bushes or figs from thistles just so every good tree bears good fruit and a rotten tree bears bad fruit? A good tree cannot
1: bear bad fruit nor can a rotten tree bear good fruit. Every tree that does not bear good fruit will be cut down and thrown into the fire. So by their fruits you will know them. The Gospel of the Lord prays to you, Lord Jesus Christ. So we have to beware, we have to be aware of the false prophets of the day. My name is Father Edward Broome. I'm an Oblate of the Virgin Mary. The founder of the Oblates is Venerable Father Bruno Terry. We have a charism. Our charism is to
0: give the spiritual exercises of St. Ignatius. Our charism is to give retreats. Our charism is to give popular missions. Our charism
1: is the formation of the clergy. Our charism Is also the spreading of good good literature to read
0: our charism is the promotion of God's infinite mercy by spending time in the confessional. Our charism is to be faithful to the magisterium of the church.
1: And also our charism, my friends, is to be fighting against current
0: heresies, against the false prophets. We celebrate St. Irenaeus, Bishop of Lyon, who is fighting against heresies
1: at the beginning of the church. What is a heresy? You've probably heard the word a heresy or a heretic. Heresy or a heretic would be any false teaching. I would like to highlight today for all of us one of the most pervasive and pernicious heresies in the modern world that has even infected the Catholic Church. This is a heresy, my friends, of what is called moral relativism. The
0: late Pope Benedict XVI called it the dictatorship of moral relativism.
1: It is sometimes termed as situation ethics. I think it was a famous writer and teacher, Scott Hahn, that popularized the terminology of the term cafeteria Catholicism. Moral relativism situation ethics,
0: and cafeteria Catholicism
1: are three names that basically indicate the same heresy. And that heresy would be that there's no such thing as absolute truth. there was a Greek philosopher whose name was Heraclitus. And what Heraclitus said was that everything is in
0: perpetual flux or fluctuation. That philosophical concept of Heraclitus, the Greek philosopher, has entered the
1: world even even penetrated some parts of the church. Which says there's no such thing as an absolute truth, but rather, truth is subject to change, to social mores, to subjectivism, to
0: the individual, to individual feelings. Fortunately, this heresy has permeated far and wide, many circles even within the church. How often have I heard this? Well, this is what the church teaches, but I think the following. That's an attitude, an attitude permeated by moral relativism. And Scott Hahn utilized in the terminology cafeteria Catholicism. I like the terminology. When he says cafeteria Catholicism, basically
1: what he's saying is pick and choose. Pick and choose. If you go to a cafeteria,
0: You're going to notice that there's a whole variety, whole variety of meals that you can choose. You can choose a salad. You can choose Italian food. You can choose the tacos. Maybe you can choose a nice hamburger. And then your beverages. You can choose Coca-Cola or Sprite or Team or Diet Coke or Mountain Dew or Root Beer. There's a whole plethora of beverages. There's a whole plethora of foods, meals that you can choose from when you go to a cafeteria.
1: So there are many many Catholics who
0: are basically moral relativists, they're cafeteria Catholics. They're imbued by what's called situation ethics. And even though they'd never read him, permeated by the false philosophy of Heraclitus that everything is in perpetual flux. Everything is perpetual change or flux. My friends, it's incumbent upon us not to be allow, allow ourselves to be
1: permeated and blinded by moral relativism but rather sink ourselves deeply into
0: the teaching of the magisterium of the Catholic Church and one sure means or anchor
1: that can help us to sink ourselves deeply into the the truth of the church is by getting in the habit my friends
0: of reading the Catechism of the Catholic Church. The Catechism of the Catholic Church is one of the best modern, authentic resources we have, which is published in the early 90s of the Pontificate of the great Pope St. John Paul II. My friends, today, today, I'm an oblate of the Virgin Mary, Father Brougham, your friend. And I have a con celebrated Mass today at eight o'clock. So as I promise, I'll be placing all of you on the altar. That God will bless you with a lot of light. That you will be a source of light and truth to your family and to the whole world. That you would be a good fruit a good tree. You will be a good tree and you will produce abundant fruits. Pray for me and I will pray for you. The Lord be with you. May Almighty God bless you, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen.